There is no one superpower that's better than others. They're all incredible. It's just matters about how aligned we are with that really positive superpower. So they're all good to answer your question. And the second question is, can they be your undoing? Absolutely. This is a joyful rebellion, the podcast that explores that moment you realize the life and success you worked so hard to create didn't come with all the fulfillment you thought it would. I'm your host, James Walters, and I want you to be the author of your own story. Each week, I connect with people who inspire bold answers to the question, what do I do now to create a life I love? If you are ready to start answering that question for yourself, you're in the right place. So let's start a joyful rebellion. Today, I'm talking with Mary Beth Robinson. For the past 20 years, she has used her intuitive abilities to help people discover where their true genius and power reside. She calls it a person's superpower. And after our conversation, I realized there's way more to it than you might think. At least there was for me, after she told me about my own superpower. We talk about why people ignore or downplay their gifts, how your superpower might sometimes feel like a burden, and how it doesn't have to. And most importantly, you'll learn how to discover your own superpower. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. So let's jump right in. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so much for being here because a joyful rebellion, it's all about that time in people's lives when they realized everything they've been working for and everything they've been told was going to make them happy and successful and just having the best life ever. And sometimes they get there because of their hard work and their dedication and they look around and realize, this isn't for me. I think I'm living someone else's dream. It's not mine. Then they have to make a decision. What do you do next? Or what do they do next? And everyone's been through that in little ways. Sometimes people have been through it in major ways. But I love to talk with people like you who help others through that process. And it sounds like your superpower is finding other people's superpowers. And I'm so excited to have this conversation because it seems to me, and I know you've got stories to back it up, but sometimes that can be the thing that launches someone in a completely different direction in right. their life. So thank you for being here to talk about it. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here. And I love your topic. I think right now it is incredibly relevant. And I think it's so important right now. I have a 19-year-old. And so mm. I'm around a lot of Gen Z people. I'm 53, so I'm close to the baby boomers and Gen X, and I think everyone is thinking this in their own generational way. Mm -hmm. And I see Gen Z kids being like, listen, I want to do something I love with my life. I don't want to work and be in drudgery until I'm 70 and then retire and then die the next day. Like, right. I'm not about that. So it is on everyone's mind. Like, how do I live well? How do I enjoy this? Because with COVID, we got a break where we were like, wait a minute, everything has changed. And that gave us a chance to say, why am I on this hamster wheel? We were just going so fast, we just had to keep up. But with mm -hmm. COVID, we really got a chance to say, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put all that stuff back in place. It gave a yeah, lot of people an right. excuse to evaluate how their right. lives are going and maybe shake things up and mm -hmm. figure out where the pieces fell. I did that. From what I know about you so far, you started your journey in finding people's superpowers 20 years ago, though. So walk me through what was the aha moment for you when everything came together? How did I get to this point? 
Okay. Yeah, I'm curious because 20 years ago, things were really different just in terms of the world and how people went about getting out of college, going into work and just all the things that happen and take all of that aside. What was happening in your life when you, know, you realized well, okay. this was your superpower? Yeah, I want to make this first part general. From the work that I've done with people with superpowers, there is always a call to do our superpower from the time we are little bitty. It's always there. In its essence, it does not change. It's always there. It's really about whether or not we see it. And it's so great to be encouraged to see it. So for me, I grew up in Oklahoma, the buckle of the Bible Belt. So incredible place to grow up. But it was not really the hotbed of psychic intuitive development, if you will, hmm. because I was born in 1970. So I had these intuitive abilities and my grandmother was very encouraging of that. But still, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I had all this ability to tune in with people. And what I would ask when I was a kid was, are you safe? Are you a safe person? Are you nice? So as I got older, I always knew I wanted to tune in. And this is not just for me, for tuning in. This is my thing. It's not everybody's, but everybody has a longing for something when they're young. And maybe it's a kid who's, I'm going to go out in the woods and I'm going to go lay on the ground and stare at the trees. They love to daydream, or maybe they're really connected with nature, or maybe they hear the music of the world when they do that. So for me, it was tuning in with people. And not like finding out secrets or finding out anything, just knowing who they are. Hmm. And it was like a banana split time. Woo, this is a tree. This is oh, so wow. And we all have that. So as I got older and older, I played with it and played with it. And fortunately, I did have enough people around me that were just really neat, open discoverers of life. Hmm. And my parents' friends, my friends. So I found all these references and things that I could look at. And then finally, I just started with my friends. I'd be like, listen, I'm getting something with my intuition. Do you mind if I share it? And that's how it started. Now, with your friends, how old were you at this point? Talking grade school? Or are we talking later when you found? Probably later high school and college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And especially in my 20s, I started to do that more. Now, here's the problem. With every, we're going to get in depth here, but with every ability, there is also the other side of the coin. Using it with your ego or, for me, two things that I had to learn to be very careful with is to have boundaries and not just walk up to somebody and be like, here it is. And also not to use it to imply that I know more about people, like I know your answers. That's not mm -hmm. it either. So that was one. The other thing that happened to me in my early 30s, and this was a huge game changer for me, is that there was this big serial killer who was caught. And it actually happened within two hours of the place I grew up. So it was on the national news and it was a big deal. And I just tuned in for a second and I could put myself right there at the crime scene. Oh. And it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And I thought, you know what? I'm done. I am done with this intuition thing. 
this is not okay. Mm. So I said this prayer and I said, God, I can't handle all the bad. I just want to hear the good. I want to hear the good and I want to help people. And I'm like, I can't do this because unbeknownst to myself, all those years, I was picking up all the bad Mm. in addition to all the good. And I didn't know that because how are you supposed to know that? And so something happened where I stopped, like in that instant, I stopped picking up the bad. And then my intuition started to get much more specific and targeted. And then I wrote a book and the main character, unbeknownst to me, was me. And I wrote about (laughs) all of her experiences. And I'm like, oh, that's because everyone who read it was like, that's you, right? And I'm all, oh, it is me. And my main character was a discoverer, which is like somebody who discovers people. So that's how I really got my ability and how to use it. Because there's our superpower. And then there's the idea of how to use it. So James, you and I don't know each other. We've never talked to each other than like about technical things, right? right? Okay. And I just found out today what part of the country you live in. Besides that, I don't really know anything about you. So if you don't mind, I'll say a little bit about your superpower. Okay. If that works for you. And I'll use it to illustrate how some of this goes. Okay. We'll just do a real-time example. Okay. James, you have a drive to really get connected with people. It's not really learn what makes them tick. You want to get the essence of people, like Mm. that real part of people. And you really love that. And it's not just, oh, I know who you are. It's much more in life, we can connect with each other in such a profound, beautiful way. Were you really close to your mom? For a while, when I was really young, yeah. Okay. Was she pretty great when you were really young? She was really young when I was really young. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. I'm just getting that there was there were some really special times there. Yeah, it was just me and her for quite a while. Yeah. And when that was the case, there was such a closeness. And you love that closeness. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. And so you've got that drive to really understand and get in deep with people because mm. that's your banana split. Is like you love whoever it is. It doesn't so much matter. It's just, you know it when you get to that point of, wow, this is the truth. And I don't mean like this weird truth, but like goosebumps the truth. Wow. And you're always digging for that. And you always like that. And it's really specific. It's specific. It's not about personality. It's not anything. You just find that it's just the place you should be really connecting with people, really being real mm. and having that aha moment. It's interesting that you talked to me about that aha moment. I think you're always after that. If that right. That's you're what I'm all, after. There yeah. you go. That's always been you. You want the aha moment because you know what the aha moment is filled with? It is filled with this divine truth that mm. is like nothing else. When you see somebody on stage playing the guitar who is so in the moment and they are there, it's just joy is 
filtering through them and out to everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's what you like. You love to uncover that and capture that because that's your thing. So how does that land for you? That lands really well. I've spent my professional life as a photographer. So part of what I have to do is capture that moment. I have to get people to that moment first quite often because, and of course, when people think about photographer, they think of someone who takes pictures and truly that's 5% or less of my job. The 95% is getting folks comfortable enough or vulnerable enough to express themselves or just to be who they are so that I can capture that moment when they're not necessarily having an aha moment themselves, but I do need to get them in the frame of mind where maybe they're stripping off some layers of their ego or their walls come down just a little bit so we can get the true likeness of them that's not the third grade picture day smile where everyone says cheese and I I can't stand that. So I try to avoid it, but there are some folks you can't reach in that way. And I get that, but just as you're intuitive, I can tell ahead of time how far down this rabbit hole we're going to have to go or if it's even worth it. So you're spot on. Exactly. Exactly. Because your illustration is perfect. What's great about that is we have a superpower. Yours is getting to that essence, like where Mm. people don't even necessarily know what that is, but it's present. It's present. So you have all these tools that you use. And one of your tools is you intuitively know this is going to work or this is going to be a challenge or this is not going to (laughs) work. You know that intuitively. And you can't explain to people how you know it. You Mm -hmm. just know it. And that's one of your tools. What I love about this is that you have found, normally somebody wouldn't say, oh my gosh, you want to capture that moment of realness, Mm -hmm. that moment of truth. Not everybody would say photography. Mm -hmm. Now that you say it, it makes total sense. Because (laughs) that's exactly what you're looking for when you photograph people is that iconic moment where somebody just turns around and they have this look on their face and it captures all of them. But there are so many professions or pursuits that can do the same thing. What you're Mm -hmm. doing now, it's all about that. You find people that you're like, oh, that's somebody I want to talk to. It's the same thing. So when I started only getting good messages, that helped me think, Oh, that's how I can help people. Because if not, intuitive gifts are seen as what's going to happen in the future or does my spouse love me or Mm, whatever. And I knew that was not my thing. It just wasn't. Nothing wrong with it. That wasn't really my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse was I can really see how amazing and beautiful people are. And I see that and I explain it to them. So that's my thing. So it made sense to me to do coaching, to do conversations where we talked about that. And for you, you've got podcasts, you've got photography, and you've got your relationships. And you probably do the same thing with your relationships. Who we are is who we are. It's not like, oh, I only do that when I'm on a podcast or when I'm photographing someone. You can look at how you are with your friends and your family. And unless there's been family trauma, that's a whole different thing. 
when you look at your close relationships, you'll see, like when I talk to my friends, it's all about acknowledging what's there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, oh my gosh, that's so like you because you are just made of love. You're just love personified and just validating them. Or it's, that doesn't sound like you because I know you to be blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, I know, isn't it weird? So those are the conversations that I have with my friends. They're very deep and they're very acknowledging. For you, I imagine people find that they really are listened to by you and seen. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. There would be those who would not agree. There would be those who are like, wow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes what's funny is it takes a stranger to tell us those things. Because sometimes with family, we have so many years of stuff that the stuff gets covered up in all the experiences together. Right. Tell me about a time when you've told someone about their superpower and they just wouldn't believe you, even though maybe their family has alluded to it or however it came about. But just give us a good story about one time you shocked someone completely. You know what? It usually does not happen. Yeah, actually, in 20 years, it has happened one time. Because when I tune in with people, I just see them. It's never a surprise. It's like a validation. Like when I said what about you, you weren't like, furthest thing in the world. It just made sense. It's of course, in essence, that's who I am. I want to bring that moment up and I want to capture it. And it's very interesting that you're in photography, in podcasts, you're all about capturing that moment. That's a part of it. It's not Never just thought happening. about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's that is a key for you. Sorry. We, I keep getting off track. That's okay. Okay. So I did a session for someone and this was years ago. This was at the very beginning and it was a gentleman. I think that people relied on him so much mm. and he is incredibly strong. Strength was actually his superpower. And he was so strong. And I think when we talked about that, there's always another side to the coin. The problem with somebody who is strong, you can imagine, is that people are like, you do it, Mm -hmm. you handle it. And I think he had enough of you handle it, you be the strong one. And so he didn't want to hear that he was so strong. Does that make sense? So I did try to tell him, I'm like, listen, you're incredibly strong, but that doesn't mean You have to be responsible for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he heard that second part, which I've always remembered and I've always regretted because I don't think I was as clear about that as I would have wanted to have been. Because it's great to know your superpower because you can know the opposite of the superpower and you can watch for it. Like for Mm. me, I've had to learn how to have more boundaries. And I don't mean, let me keep people at bay, but Mm -hmm. let me ask permission first. And you and I had talked about when we booked the podcast that I could do an impression for you. Okay. So I had it. Yeah. And I'm just more careful about it. And I try to be incredibly gentle and kind and affirming. And I don't make it an ego thing. Look how great I am. Because there are things to be careful about with your superpower. You've got me curious now because you've said a few times that there are two sides to every coin. And so now I'm wondering, do you find that superpowers are primarily positive? And if they are or if they're not, do you also see that superpowers can be a person's undoing? 
in some ways if they don't use it correctly? I would say yes to both. Superpowers are always good. They're mm. always amazing. And they're all incredible. And if anyone were to ever ask me, what's the most incredible superpower you have ever encountered? You know what I would say? All of them. All of them? Okay. All because of them. it's specific to that person. It, it just is. works for them. Because I feel like we're born with our superpower and our purpose. And then we have all these tools. If we didn't, we would be like a flower with a stem and maybe one petal. But flowers don't just have a stem. They have a stem. They have the flower, they have the thorns, they have the leaves, whatever. I could go into medical stuff, but like vitamin C, it's not just ascorbic acid, but it's the whole thing you get out of the orange, the bioflavonoids and everything that are also helpful. That's what we're like. There is no one superpower that's better than others. They're all incredible. It's just matters about how aligned we are with that really positive superpower. So they're all good um, to answer your question. And the second question is, can they be at your undoing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did a reading for one of my friend's sons and we were in, actually in karate class together. So I knew this kid and he's a great kid. But when I did his reading, I'm like, listen, what you say people listen to, you have an incredible power of leading people with what you say. And you can either lead them in a bad way or you can lead them in a good way. And you better be careful because you have a good heart and it's really going to be bad for you if you lead them in a bad way because then you'll want to be quiet. Then mm. you won't want to use your gift. I don't talk about that all very often, but as we grow, we learn those lessons. And one of your lessons, undoubtedly, not maybe your biggest, is don't try to get to that point with someone who is unable to get there. Fortunately, you went through that process and you still found a positive way to get in there with people, not just pushing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some people, as heartbreaking as it is, you can't get to that place with them. Right. What are some of the common things in people who, when you tell them their superpower and a light bulb goes off, where maybe they knew, but now they've got, like you said, that validation mm -hmm. and that validation puts some wheels in motion, gives them a little bit of momentum and that momentum picks up. And mm -hmm. do you have some stories of some people who have really changed their lives after that point yeah. where they realized how much of a superpower they had? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One that's really recent is this gentleman that is just, he's amazing and he is in the tech industry but he understands how people can succeed. That is his thing. He's, here's what you do. Here's what you do. And when we first talked, he was very serious and very techy. Here are the steps and everything. So I had already talked to him about his superpower. I'm like, listen, you really connect with people. You know how they can succeed and you're really excited about it. And he's, yeah, but I feel like I have to water down so much of what I say. And then we got to that he felt like he had to water himself down. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't. You may be in the tech industry, but you love people. Actually, you're hilarious. And I had never seen this guy be hilarious. I got to be honest. It was uh, like, this better be right because he does not look funny. <laughs> you know, oh, like, my gosh. Very serious and very, I've got my tie on and I'm very smart. And, he was playing the role uh, and he came dressed in costume of, like they say, dress for the job you want. He was dressing right? for exactly. that life, but it didn't fit him. And so you right. let him know. 
Well, how did he react to that when you said, hey, I I know you're in this life and you enjoy it, but you've got so much more. What was his reaction? He was relieved. He's, oh, thank goodness. I feel like 99% of my job is to give people permission to be who they are. Not that it's my permission to give, but I'm like, you have permission. In fact, you should be who you are. So I just said, you are fun, you're irreverent, you're silly, you are delightful to be around. And at the end of the day, you want people to succeed and have a great life. So every time I've talked to him since then, he is lit up and happy. You can see it on his face. It's just, is this even the same person? And he's doing great. He's doing great. And he is relating to the people that he's coaching And he realizes and they realize it's not just about their tech journey, it's about their life, which is really what he wanted to make a difference in. So Mm. I love talking to him because every single time I talk to him, he is more lit up about life than he ever has been. And he's just going gangbusters. And that is what it's like when I work with people. They're like, oh, thank goodness. It's just like a three-ton weight has been lifted off their shoulders. You mean I don't have to pretend? I could actually be me and be like the best me? Because I don't know what happens, but at some point in our lives, we decide that who we are is not enough and Mm. we need to be like somebody else. And it happens. There's not a single person I've talked to. Now, there are other people who really are clear about who they are from a very early age. But here's what they learn. You have to act like you're somebody else. You don't have to be somebody else, but you have to pretend to be somebody else. People are like, I'm clear about who I am. And I'm like, I get that. But are you open about it? Uh, Or do you just put a nice face on it and then pretend it's really not happening? But you're still going to do what you're going to do. You just aren't really upfront about it. So people, they do relax. They're just like, oh my gosh, I have wanted this for so long. And so... James, at the beginning, when you were talking about discovering your joy again, it's right there and it wants to come out all the time and it's always trying to come out. And then we get too busy and then Mm -hmm. we overeat or we drink too much or we never exercise or we get involved in drama that we don't need or we clutter up our house or our schedule is crazy. All that stuff we put on top of it. And it's really, people are just start to unravel that when mm-hmm. they get back in touch with their joy. It's an automatic thing. You know what? Today, I'm not going to expect myself to run from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed. And maybe I just go on a walk today. Or maybe I have a conversation with that person. Or maybe I remember that I used to love to knit or paint or be out in nature or be next to water or have those great conversations with people or go see a beautiful building, whatever that is. If there's a knot and all of a sudden the knot kind of unravels itself and then everything else unravels. That's how superpower work is. You just uncover that truth that you love so much and is so powerful. And then everything falls in line. It's like you remember. And then every session, we remember more of who you are. That's brings me to wondering, is there a common thread to people who realize something about themselves that inspires them to get in touch with you and to start working with you so they can know more about themselves? What's the common thread that runs through or people that you work with 
going through a transition? Are they trying to understand more about themselves? What is it that gets them to you? Yeah, you know what? So I do a lot of work on Twitter. So I post a lot on Twitter and I'm on a lot of podcasts and I talk a lot about my principles on Twitter. Basically, Mm. like leverage what you've got. You've got amazing things within you. And there are people who are like, that's me. I don't know what I have, but I know I have something. Mm. And that's who it is, whether they're going through a transition or not. However, I tend to attract a lot of people who are changing careers, who are entrepreneurs. They have some skin in the game. They're like, listen, Mm. I don't want to just trudge through this. I want to love this. This is my second career or this is my dream. I don't want to give up on it. And I want to use every talent to make this my dream. So I like working with entrepreneurs because I'm invested in this. But it's also for people who are like, listen, I've been working and working and doing all the right things, as you said, yet I'm not happy. I'm not Mm. fulfilled. I'm not creative. I'm not my brilliant genius person that I know that I am. What is going on and how do I get out of it? Mm. So usually there's that pain point of, Life is a grind, yet I have two beautiful children and a spouse that I love, and why am I so unhappy? Or people who are making a transition or building a business, either the pain or the dream is really strong, and they realize Mm -hmm. that's what I need. Mm -hmm. I've got it in me. I'm just not using it. There's something they hear that they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for, but I didn't know what to call it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And then when you start that conversation with them, is it very similar to what we did earlier in the call? It is exactly that. I don't anything about my clients when I first start working with them. The less I know, the better. That way I have got a blank slate and what I know is what I know. My mind doesn't get in the way of the truth I'm seeing. So yeah, I just talk to them about who they are. And we don't have to talk about it for an hour. We talk Mm -hmm. about it for a little bit, and then the wheels start churning, and then it gets really real. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know that. I've been doing that my whole life. We don't see our superpowers because they're so natural to us. Mm -hmm. And so I point out what then they see as completely obvious. Like for you, James, you're about capturing that moment and not only capturing it, but sharing that moment. That's important for you. It is with this podcast. That's exactly what it's all about. Yes, exactly. That's what it's about. And that is you. That's you. That's what you always want to do. You find people to be on the podcast that you're like this person. You use your internal radar and be like this person I can work with. And then you do. But you want to capture it and share it because the other thing is that I find common in everyone I've ever done a reading for is they want to make a difference. They Mm. want to make a difference to themselves and other people. For you, you want to share that that intimate, real moment. You're all about that. Yeah, that's fun because it's not exactly common in this world we live in, is it? (laughs) It's certainly timely because talk about what people need and what they want. They want something real. The boomers and Gen X people are like, can I just get something real that is not about fluff and certainly Gen Z kids, they're like, forget it if it's not real. Either they're way too into the fake part or they are absolutely like, I don't have any use for that. I Mm. have no use for that. 
which is great. We have this whole generation of people who are like, I just want what's real and I want to have a great life. I want to enjoy my life. I know that you and I are not far apart in age. And I just remember thinking about how we are probably one of the last generations who saw either parents or grandparents work at that job for 20, 30, 40 years, however long it was, and then retire from it and then try to figure out what to do. And I don't know what our generation's going to turn out like, but I would imagine that a lot of us, the older we get, the more we're going to want to know what that superpower is because we want to use it to help change our neighborhoods, our families, whatever it is, if we ever do get some free time. Yeah. We'll want to do something interesting with it. And knowing your superpower is crucial for that. It's great because a question that I get often is, what if my job doesn't let me do it? First Mm. of all, there is a principle. It's a superpower principle that I made up, but it's what I've learned over the last 20 years is that a superpower is not a job. It's what you bring to your job. So no matter what situation we're in, even if you're like, I'm looking to make a change, whether it's volunteering, making a difference in your community, making a difference in, let's say you're a knitter and you're Mm -hmm. like, I want to make a difference. I want to inspire the next generation of knitters. We can do that now because we can reach people all over the world. And however you want to make a difference, just leverage your superpower. Do that. It's amazing. And I think our natural inclination is to make a difference. So even if we're at a job where our superpower doesn't seem to have anything to do with it, Mm -hmm. we can use our superpower to make a difference no matter what. Doing that actually leads us to what's next. There's no surprise that you got into podcasting. It was probably like, I've always wanted to do that, or I've always thought that was interesting, or, you know, I've always been called to do that. Something, you know, you were like, this just makes sense to me. And then you designed it in the perfect way for your perfect passion. And here you are talking about joy. And when you come down to it, what do people want? They want joy in their lives. Mm -hmm. They want to know that joy is not this prize you get when you finally arrive. Joy is an everyday thing. And sometimes you have to look really hard. (laughs) It's true. That's true. But it's there. It's always there. Yeah, it's there. Exactly. And I made an agreement with myself probably eight months ago where I'm like, whatever my day is, I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. Like, I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to live for an eventual outcome. At the same time, I'm going to think about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be strategic about it. Like, I have to get to bed earlier if I want to get up and do my bar three class every morning. So I'm going to do, but there is no someday. How we live our lives today is how we live our lives. If it's, I just got to get this done by the most amazing mother. But my mom was like, let's just get it done. And my sisters and I laugh and we're like, we really want to make a difference in this area. Let's just get it done. We're just (laughs) going to get it out. But uh, we don't want to be in a life where let's just accomplish and then we'll be happy. Mm -hmm. I think we've seen, especially people around our age, see that has not happened. Let's just accomplish until we're happy. Right. It, it doesn't. You retire. Quick road then, to burnout. Exactly. A pretty big way to be miserable and non-self-expressed and certainly not leveraging your joy. That is for sure. Now, if someone is listening right now and they say, you know what? I have a sense about what my superpower could be, but I really want to check in on this. What's the best way for them to explore more of what you do and get in touch with you? My website is superpowerinc, I-N-C, like incorporated, dot org. 
If you get superpowerinc.com, you'll get a power station in New Jersey. And that is oh, not me. That's not you. Okay. I should have done a little bit more um, research before naming my company Superpower Inc. But it's superpowerinc.org. And if you have trouble finding me, put Superpower Inc. or Superpowers and Mary Beth Robinson. You'll come mm. up with my Twitter account and my website. But on my website, there is a button on the first page that says, I would like to know what my superpower is. And if you will press it and put your name and your email address in, I will write up a one to two paragraph thing specifically for you and send it to you. So that will help you get started. The feedback I get about my write-ups are, that's exactly right. It was right in front of me the whole time. I never saw it. And it can you years of work on finding what your superpower is. Because usually, even though I tell everyone not to do this, it's so easy to say, my superpower is my job. And we think in terms of job skills, like yours, James, is not a job skill per se. Now, it is amazing and it is incredibly powerful and necessary for things that you find to do, mm-hmm. but that's never going to be on a job application. Not even under soft skills. It's right. not a thing. <laughs> so funny, right? Not even there, right? Yeah. People are like, that's odd. Okay. There's just a confusion area where everybody Mm -hmm. goes through and they're like, but it's a job skill. It's This is how I could make money. And we don't think about what's special with me. What's the Mm -hmm. one thing that makes me special? I could be a writer, speaker, coach, whatever. But if I couldn't tune in, I wouldn't be me. Have you ever come across someone who, let's say you tell them their superpower and you get the feedback from them, or not really feedback, but they tell you, oh my gosh, my family knows that's my superpower, but they've always been trying to talk me out of it or they've discouraged it. Oh, all the time. Okay. All the time. That is so common. And I look at it like the caterpillar and butterfly thing. Mm. We know who we are. And sometimes our family is the cocoon. Like we are out of there. And it makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. As bad as it is, it makes us have to fight for it. So by the time I talk to people, because I usually don't work with teenagers, it's usually adults that I work with. By the time people come to me, they're aware, yeah, my family discouraged me from being that exuberant. I especially get it when people are like exuberant, larger than life people. They're like, oh my gosh. And it's just who they are. It is just their natural thing. And they should be like that. Society and their families are like, easy. Don't You don't want to live outside the box. You don't want to push things. You don't want to seem arrogant. Just calm down. Let's not do that. That's so common. It's so common. Instead of, hey, you know what? You've got this amazing ability. Sometimes it's a little much. So let's just <laughs> worry about that. Let's learn to read the room. Let's get some skills around that. Because it's so often that people's families are like, you shouldn't be that. It's more common than not. I would imagine so. Like our cocoon that we got to get out of. That's a great analogy with the cocoon because it could be the area of the country or maybe it's religious beliefs. It could be just who you're raised around and that could stifle someone for so long. And then they come see you and it's like you said. You don't have the authority to give them permission, but it's like you gave them the permission to at least think a little differently for themselves. Exactly. Sometimes that's all it takes. That's exactly right. Not only can you do this, but you should. I feel like 
the world needs everybody. What is that saying? Like, we're all just walking each other home, which I love. It's so true. Somebody says something and they're like, I don't know. I just thought I'd post this. And I'm like, this is a world changing thing that you just said. I needed to hear that. The world is better when we express our superpowers in a positive way. The world is so much better. Those people who can do amazing things, Susan Boyle, who was on, I don't know, America's Got Talent or American Idol or whatever. And she's just this kind of eccentric lady that lives in the the outer part of her community in England. And here she is. She's got this beautiful talent. Aren't we all better when people can really express who they are in a positive way? Like for you, Mm -hmm. bringing that out and showing truth and getting people more connected. We all have our wonderful place and it's, we should do that. But sometimes the fighting is a little and sometimes it's a lot. I had to get over what people were going to think of me religiously Mm. because I went to an amazing church and I love my church. I still love my church that I grew up in, but I was afraid of what other people were going to say. Then I finally had to just come to grips with, I feel like this is my God-given talent. And if I'm using it for good, to help people be the best they can be, then I'm going to just do it. And if people don't think that's okay, then that's okay. And once I did that, I never really got any comments after that. Now, I'm surprised how many people are, oh, yeah, that's great. Like engineers, tech people, whatever walk of life, they're like, oh, that sounds great. And I'm like, okay, great. It <laughs> surprised me. Now it doesn't surprise me as much. That's really cool. I really want to thank you so much for this conversation. I learned so much and hopefully people who are listening, it at least gets them thinking about what is their superpower? And, and some may know, and some may be totally off base. Do you ever get people who come to you like, I know what my superpower is. And then you tell them something different and they're like, okay, you're not wrong, but I never really looked at it that way. Does that you know, ever happen? That's always how it goes. Because some people have an idea, mm-hmm. but often when people have an idea, it's more surfacy. Like mm-hmm. they've got a really good idea about it. But what I do is take it a lot deeper. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that really is always what is my motivation. That's always Mm. what I'm going for. So they're not wrong. I just help them go deeper. Yeah. Because I have the wonderful advantage of not knowing anything about them. So I don't have all that stuff. I can Mm. just be like, ah, here's the deal. I can just look at it clearly. The other thing is we don't look at ourselves like we're incredibly powerful, majestic being. Mm. We don't. We look at what's wrong with us. We don't ever look at what's really right with us. Sometimes it's overwhelming to hear what I have to say because people are like, I'm not all that. And then after, (laughs) that's why I like to work with people through several sessions because it can be like, oh, you just blew my mind. I know it's true, but I'm having trouble assimilating. That's actually me because I'm so used to Mm. thinking negatively about myself. It's going to take a week or two to just let this sink in. Do you have people freak out because... You've told them their superpower. Now they feel they have to live up to it. And even though they've been living up to it all along, you just told them what was true. And now they feel pressure. Does that happen? That's another reason I like to work with people several times. It can get into that pressure kind of thing. Like the guy you told he was strong and he didn't want to hear that because it it sounds like he felt some pressure to keep being strong at the expense of himself. Exactly. That is what can happen. I find in 20 years of doing this, I have gotten better and better 
at that. Mm. So I can usually cut that off at the pass. I did a reading two days ago that was for a woman who she is like a sunflower. She's lights up the room. And when she talks to people, they get stuff out of that. Whether she says anything brilliant or not, it's her energy that makes a difference. So I was careful to say, listen, your energy makes a difference. When you interact with people, you have such love and kindness in your heart mm. that it starts them on fire. It's the, you have the candle and then they're like, oh, I'll light my fire as well. And I said, the problem with you is that you have felt burdened that you had to have all the answers, but that's not your gift, having the answers. Your gift is sharing your incredibly powerful energy and letting it do its own work. So I often take the burden off people. Does that make sense? That, that totally makes sense. Yeah, because to try to be good enough, we put this burden on ourselves. I had to remember that the information I get is what I get. Mm -hmm. And it will do the work. One of my favorite sayings, and I don't know who it's from or whatever, but it really struck home with me. And it was, the truth is like a lion. It will go out and defend itself. You don't need to defend it. You just uncover the truth and it does its work. And I love that. That was such a great quote because I realized with my work, I don't have to fix things for people. I don't have to have the answers. I don't need to do all that stuff. What I do is I point out their truth and the truth does its own stuff. So that's it. Then I water the plant and I let it grow. I don't pull on it and tell it what to do because I don't know. Like <laughs> has its own genius. It knows what it's doing. And right. so does anybody else. I don't need to know that. I'm a messenger. That's it. I am supposed to deliver the message, to let people know the message is available, to deliver the message the best I can and give that message room to do its thing. And with the woman that I did the write-up for, she just needed to know her energy is very powerful. She shows up and things happen. She's like a catalyst with her energy and an inspirer. And that's what her job is. For you, your job is to set the stage for truth to come out. You do that in photography. You do that in podcast. You do that in conversation. You set the stage for them. You're not responsible for the truth. The truth is whatever it is. It comes out and it's wonderful, if that makes sense. That makes sense. That's great. Yeah. I'm so glad we connected. Yes. Yes, James. It was so fun to be on the podcast and it was great to meet you. It was so good to meet you, Mary Beth. Thank you. And I cannot wait to get this out to people. I know it's going to make a difference when people hear it and they start thinking about this. So Thank you for what you do, and yeah. thank you for your time today. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. Thanks, James. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today, and be sure to come back next week. Oh, and can I ask a favor? I love connecting with people who have either led their own joyful rebellion or professionals who help others through that journey. So if you know someone like that, there's a big yellow button on the homepage at ajoyfulrebellion.com. I'd really appreciate you reaching out with a suggestion or introduction. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here next week.